so bad what did it say this time i didn't look oh my god it was like nine five eight seven six five and then it went oh i i i think mine just went regular i think mine said six six five four three two one <sighs> no it was bad huh uh, um man how well, you, before we even get started how have you, how have you been justin i've been okay You've been okay? I've been good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of lot of doing stuff. Not a lot of time for games lately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I one hundred percent feel that. Um, isn't there like a popular saying where it's uh being an adult is having all the money in the world for video games but not having any time to play them? I don't know. I've never heard that before. I mean, it sounds true enough. Yeah, I've felt that it is incredibly true. I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, it's For me, playing games is more like... I, it's kind of nicer as an adult because you get to dictate yourself like, I'm going to play video games today. Whereas like, mm-hmm. you could have said that as a kid, but then your parents like, no, we got to go to your aunt and uncle's house and we got to do this. You got mow the lawn. You got pick up dog poop. Yeah, yeah. No, I I get it. What's up, guys? I am Justin, and I'm Jordan, and welcome to another video game podcast. A podcast where different gamers talk about different games. Today we're going to be talking about long overdue the Assassin's Creed series. Ooh. Now this is this is probably going to be a long episode. I don't. Know I feel like what... it has to be. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about, and mm-hmm. I'm. It's weird. I I'll play all of them still, but I wouldn't consider myself a diehard fan anymore. Yeah, what? I, um, I feel like we're jumping really far ahead. But how is the newest one? It's good. Valhalla. It's good. Is it? Is it? Well, is is it worth sixty dollars? I know we're we'll doing this that. backwards. We'll, we're gonna but. no. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it like this. We're gonna we'll, let's structure this one a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about each game and okay. then game by game. We'll talk. We'll say is it worth sixty dollars? Okay, that's fair. You're gonna be carrying me through this a lot because while I've played a bunch of them, I have not played all of them. So the you say ones, a bunch of them. You played four of them. Yeah. Okay. Four, which for me is a lot for a There's, story game. There's like a ton of Assassin's Creed games, though. Yeah. He, what was it? It was like 20? Probably 22? Well, there are some mainline ones. There's some, then there's some like kind of extra ones, like Assassin's Creed Liberation that came out and the Chronicle series. The, I, I, talking about just the main ones, so it started, well, this is the order we'll go, and we're going to mainly be okay. only be talking about the main ones. So there's Assassin's Creed, which came out in 2007, which, first of all, that's crazy. I was nine years old. 2007, so I would have been... That's 14 years ago. I would have been 12. 12, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. but aren't you only 25? Yeah, that's true. So, 11? I don't know, somewhere around there. Because that means you're two years older than me. So, yeah, it would be 11. 11, yeah, okay, there you go. 
Um, so there was Assassin's Creed. Then there was mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed 2, which came out in 2009. Um, then there was Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Uh, came out in 2010. Now, this is where they started implementing like their every year we're going to make a new game. And Well, real they, quick, did you play yeah. them all when they came out? Like, at that time? From Brotherhood and on, yes. Not one and two. Okay, Brotherhood was technically the third one, right? Correct. Okay, I did not play that one. So there, there was... There was the first one, second one, Brotherhood, Revelations. Then 2012 came Assassin's Creed 3. Then Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Then came out Assassin's Creed uh, Rogue. And in that same year came out Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, am I going in the right order with that? Jesus, that's already so many. How many is that already? Just say Unity. So so yeah, Black Flag, then Unity, Syndicate, Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games. Jesus. That's just the mainline ones, though. That's so many games. That's not including, and Rogue is kind of considered a mainline one, but that's not including like Liberation, um, Freedom Cry, all three of the Chronicles games, which uh, Liberation and Freedom Cry can technically be DLC. Okay. Um, But starting with the first Assassin's Creed, Mm -hmm. I I didn't own that one until way later, just because I actually first played that at my brother's house on his original Xbox. Oh, okay. Um, or was it the Xbox 360? No, it would have been 2007. It would have been 360. It would have been early 360 because it would have been the same time as the PS3, right? Right. Yep, yeah. PS3 was out. So, yes, 360. Um, and I remember I played it at his house, and all I did was run around the hub world and stab people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Man, it was fun. Like, oh, I, that was so my fun. my first dip into the game where you play as uh, Altair. Um, and that, and uh, this was like the first game. So th- this game came about because there was the Prince of Persia series. Yes. Which, um, which, which I was, think I might have played. It looked very familiar when I was that's researching. That's like early PlayStation stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and that was that was the first game that really implemented a lot of more like parkour elements. And this was game when games were very linear still. Um, and then uh, they were going to make another like a spinoff game. And then that turned into well, screw it, let's actually just make our own IP, a new IP, I should say. And so they made Assassin's Creed. Um, and that had to do it was grounded in a lot more reality in, in mm-hmm. a lot more history. And so mm-hmm. he had the Templars versus the Assassins. That so was they, super interesting. Like oh that yeah. was yeah, that really pulled me in when I was playing the game. And then there's also the uh, the the modern day stuff, which for some people is hit or miss. Um, where uh, it's still the ongoing. So the the overarching plot of the entirety of Assassin's Creed. Is that there's this uh, rivalry between the assassins and the Templars, but in modern day, 
the assassins are basically an underground group of people that are trying to there are this underground group of people that are like hackers and uh and like adventurers and stuff like that and uh, and then against the templars which are now this giant mega corporation called abstergo um imagine what is the device that they use and kind of the, get the into animus that. the animus yeah that's right I, yep. I was thinking animus for some reason the animus, animus. so you, you in the first game you play as desmond miles who is a modern day bartender who gets taken by abstergo into one of their facilities and uh, Abstergo plugs him into this machine called the Animus, where it scans his brain and shows him in re- and them in real time the memories and events of his ancestors. Um, they are tracking down what is called the Apple of Eden, which is pretty much the premise of the entire like first four games. Um, but eventually okay. Desmond breaks out and realizes, oh, I'm work. This was, these are the bad guys. And now I'm going to go with the good guys. And mm-hmm. honestly, the modern day stuff does not interest me, especially after yeah. how they, how they fucked it up. Yeah. It was not oh, very spoiler warning, by the way, I sh- we should have said at the beginning there's duh spoiler warning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember playing the first one and being absolutely blown away. I remember I got it way later on a sale for my PS3, it was the Brotherhood Trilogy, right? Or the Ezio Trilogy, right? You the could Ezio, get... The Ezio Trilogy didn't didn't come with one. I feel like I got it... There was like a pack deal where I got like one, two, three, and one other one that I, I got them all in. And gotcha. I, I just incredibly enjoyed the first one. I remember specifically I enjoyed it was I think it was one of the first like free world game like open world games that I really played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is when open world was becoming more of the more of a thing. Yeah. Like um, you would have already played The Witcher at this point, right? Right? Didn't didn't The Witcher come out at the same time as this or no? Are you talking about the first one? Yeah, like the first one. I never even played the first Witcher. Oh, okay. Was it the second one? I've I don't only know. Ever played, I've, I've maybe, only played the Wild Hunt, which it. is the third oh, okay. one. Okay. Okay. Maybe um, I'm just... Man, looking know. back at the first Assassin's Creed, it looks it's... like dog shit now. Yeah? Is it terrible? It looks rough, dude. Uh, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. <laughs> it's, it's rough. After, um, yeah, after the first Assassin's Creed game, then came Assassin's Creed Two. Now, Assassin's Creed Two. So, Assass- the first Assassin's Creed game, in my opinion, was a foundation. You know, it 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 started mm-hmm. the idea of the hidden blade. It started. The Apple of Eden stuff. It started the, um, which the Apple of Eden in this is basically a relic from a civilization that came before humans Mm -hmm. um, that gave people mind control. But we know it as the Apple of Eden. Um, There's a whole subplot of like how religion is actually our, um, our translation of 
stuff that was actually from an ancient civilization that came before humans. And it's, it was oh incredibly my, deep. It's so convoluted. Like, mm. I, we are not getting into that here. Um, we are more going base level. So if you're looking for that stuff, go look on YouTube. Yeah. Look elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not getting any of that here. Yeah. Um, um, I remember playing the second one, and I do think that the second one is my favorite out of the ones I've played. It's it's a lot of people's favorite. It's it's the yeah. it's the first. So like I said, the, it it made a foundation with the first one where you got the basics of everything. Gave you the hidden blade. Gave you the parkour. It gave you everything you need to know about what the assassins are and who the Templars are. But it wasn't really there wasn't really any life in it like the story was pretty bare bones mm-hmm. they it was clearly a let's see how this works yes um, and they were still There's trying to get let's everything figured test out. the waters yeah they were still trying to see where things fit into place and what's going to happen with it and it wasn't until the second game that it people realized like they realized like oh this is so this is how it's supposed to work we're in the, and they breathed a lot of new life into it they gave the main mm-hmm. character more character where you play as Ezio Alditore uh, de Frenze. Is that how you pronounce yes, it? Yes, I believe so. Um, Not only that, they added... Uh, I don't remember there being puzzles in the first one, but they added three-dimensional puzzles and a lot of like really in-depth parkour levels. That were not yeah, in the first like chase one. scenes and stuff like that. Well, and not just chase scenes, but like uh, you need to reach this part of the tower, and it's gonna take you about forty-five minutes of parkour, and like like kind of puzzle solving for mm-hmm. you to get to this part of a certain tower, like a certain building mm-hmm. or something. No, Ezio is hands down my favorite character in all of Assassin's Creed. Um, he so he he has such a cool character arc. Where he starts at this like so for the first game Altair is so white bread he is just a piece of wood yes, in my opinion incredible he's very boring um, but uh, he is known as kind of being one of the in, in terms of assassins history he's known as like the first great leader of the assassins and then um, and then you got. Ezio Auditore, which when he's when you start playing as him, he is very not caring, and he's a mm. uh, he's a young. He's guy. like a relaxed, cool yeah, guy. He, he likes to party. He likes mm-hmm. the babes. You know, he doesn't yeah. really feel any responsibility. Trying to go um, for those fun times. Yeah, exactly. And his, I think his his uncle is the grandmaster of the assassins at the time. But uh, through some different events, um, the Templars end up hanging Ezio's brother and dad, I believe. Um, And so he joins the assassins out of revenge. So he wants revenge. So he joins the assassins. um, And the end of that game literally ends with a fist fight with the Pope. (laughs) <laughs> do you remember that jordan i don't what remember you don't remember that no i mean i know that i played all the way through the second one but i do not remember it ending with a fist fight with yeah the pope. so the pope has the so basically the throughout the the game Ezio is getting more feeling more and more responsibility about what it means to be an assassin he learns what it means to be an assassin and that means defeating the Templars, which the, the the things that they stand for, the Templars stand for order and control, more of a dictatorship. 
Um, they want everything to be controlled, and they believe that through control you will find peace. Um, the assassins believe in freedom. So uh, they believe that, you know, that every person should rule themselves. Much more, you know, libertarian aspect or anarchy, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're so, borderline anarchists, the way they're going yeah, after, like, government. I mean, honestly. And, yeah. Um, but in the end, the Pope is revealed to be a bad guy who uh, who has the apple of Eden and you end up having a fist fight with him. And I don't know why. It's one of the weirdest choices they make. But, yeah, you have a fist fight with the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bizarre oh thing to say. Oh, my God. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, and then you go into Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is Ezio basically moves to Rome and uh, he uh, is building a. Uh, he's basically building the Brotherhood more. He's building up the Brotherhood again, uh, and this is where he really becomes not just an assassin but a leader. He. This is where you get to uh, recruit people, and as you recruit people, you can call upon them to help you fight and, uh, and stuff like that. And. Uh, the Assassin's Creed games have always been outstanding at letting you can letting you do what you kind of want with certain uh with with assassinations, uh, much in like the Hitman Hitman series does, mm-hmm. where uh, if you want to, you can run in and you can go sort of swinging and try to take on everyone there, but it might it might be a lot harder, or you can be really thoughtful about it. Um, but no matter what. The well, the most the most iconic thing of the entire series is the hidden blade, which basically if you sneak up on an enemy, you can pull up this hidden blade that's sheathed under under your wrist, which you kind of flip out your wrist in order to bring out. Very Spider Man esque. Very Spider Man kind of movement, yeah. and then you stab someone in the neck with it, and you kill them. And the reason I bring that up is because we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but they changed the mechanics of that in the latest games, and it drives me insane. Um. You have, uh, yeah, Brotherhood was my first favorite one. So I started playing Assassin's Creed when Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 were already out. I played 1 a little bit, and then I played Brotherhood on my dad's computer, and I loved it. That's the first one I played all the way through. And and then uh, I actually didn't go back and play the first two until way later, like after Unity came out. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. What did you think of Unity? That's another one. We're that gonna I've get played. into that later. Okay. We're still we're still moving. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> a ton of games to talk about, man. I know. There's so many. The F, uh, where he he learns to become much more of a leader, um, and then he becomes the grandmaster of the assassins. The uh, the next game was Assassin's Creed Revelations, where you're still playing as Ezio Auditore. He is much older now, and he is... It's cool. I love his story the most, because he has the most progression. He goes from being this, you know, party boy to uh, this wise grandmaster. Like, he is, he is not reckless at all anymore. He's much more calm and calculated and... Uh, he's, he's a very wise man now, and it's really cool to see the differences. Um, 
That game what has happened f- in this game? I don't know if I actually played this one. I don't think I did. I'm trying to remember. It's a very convoluted game. So it has to do basically all three of the time time spans that we've seen so far merge at one point. So um, you go back. Desmond is basically stuck in the Animus, and he keeps going back and forth between Ezio and Alditore from the first game. And in, with Alditore, you see him later in life. Like Altair is old in this game. Like, super old. Like, super mega old. Yeah. And so you see the death of Altair during this, which is basically he, he lives to be one of the greatest grandmasters of the assassin, in, in, the, in the assassin's history. He uh, he has the apple of uh, the uh, the apple of Eden, and uh, he the the Templars are coming for their headquarters, and he sends his family out. He's like, "All right, you guys get out of here." And then his son's like, "You were the best dad," you know, whatever he wants to say. And then uh, he locks himself in this vault um, where he just lays down, or he just sits down in a chair. And he just dies of old age. But basically, this vault is locked until, um, wait, was it the Apple of Eden? I cannot remember for the life of me. It's driving me I think me that's nuts. what, the, I mean, that's what it's called. No, I, I can't remember if that was the thing that was in Revelations, though. Mm. Whatever. There's, yeah. a, there's so much convolutedness to it. Um, there, uh, but Ezio finds the body of Altair. There, you spend basically the whole game trying to unlock this vault. You unlock the vault. You see the body of Altair, and then uh, he he. I remember he he actually like sees a projection of Desmond from the present day, and he talks directly to Desmond, and it's it's wild. You're like, whoa! They're all whoa. talking to each other, and um. You know, he does like a whole like, yo, Desmond, you're gonna be the one that that saves the the creed or whatever. I don't know. And that he, uh, I remember there's another piece of Eden in that vault. He looks, mm-hmm. Ezio looks at it, and he just goes, "Nope," and he walks away. Pretty much, he, he basically says, he he audibly <laughs> just says, he says something along the lines of like, "This is not an adventure for me," and then he walks away. And I'm like. <laughs> All right, that's fair. He's like, nope. And, uh, nope. I think he meets his wife in that game as well, uh, this gal that he's really sweet on. And uh, then in later, this, that's the end of Ezio's story in the main games. Later in the story, uh, Embers, which is a cinematic movie, um, you see that he, he has a child, and uh, he's much older. He's like 65 in the movie. And uh, you see his last days. Where he he dies of a heart attack at age sixty five. <sighs> that's just that's so heartbreaking. What an upsetting way to go. I know it's a good good short story though. I recommend it. Yeah, but just um, after all that. Yeah, I mean it. it yeah. There's a lot to it, and I know I'm like breezing through these games, but we'll mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about. I'm basically gonna go run through them, and then just so you guys get an idea of how the scope we're looking at, and then I'll talk about the. Uh, the we'll we'll talk about our favorite parts later, um, because we're not going to do this organized after I go through them all. Like when we were mentioning parts that we liked and things we like to do, we're going to be jumping between games. 
Um, after Ezio's story is done, you then have the Assassin's Creed Three, which was super cool. Like it's it got mixed reviews. I love the game. I adore it. So you start as playing as this guy named Haytham Kenway. Now this is also where they stop going in 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 order of uh, of time. So like because. So Assassin's Creed 3 takes place now during the Revolutionary War. Mm. And then the next one, takes Black Flag, takes place before that. So this is where they start kind of jumping around. So Assassin's Creed 3 is one of them that I haven't played, but I actually really want to. Oh, it's um, so cool. Because, yeah, because it's set in, like, the Revolutionary times, and I've never played an open-world game that's set in that kind of setting. Dude, it's my favorite. It's one of my favorites. Um, really? So, the, yeah, you start playing as this guy named Haytham Kenway, mm-hmm. uh, and you play for him for about a good, like, fourth of the game, um, and he, uh, and the the entire time, you, you know he's on a mission to try to open a ancient vault, um, and he, uh, he, he, you get to the end of his, his part of the story, and at the very end of that, you, it's revealed that he's actually a Templar. So you, it's revealed that, oh, for the first whole fourth of the game, you're playing as a Templar. And you're like, whoa. Shouldn't have told me that. I'm looking it up right now. They had spoilers. I know. I know. But, oh, my God. Dude, I don't even know if I can get it on Steam. I'm looking. I don't see it. It's just called Assassin's Creed 3, right? Yeah. Why can't I get it on Steam? Probably you have to get it through the Unity store. They have their or own not the store? store. I mean the the Ubisoft store. Oh yeah, I forgot that they even have a store. That is wild. What's it called? The Ubisoft store. You play? Yeah. Dude, I want to look that up right now because I I've really I really have wanted to play that, but I, oh, I just never so got around good. to it. It's so cool. But basically, the rest of it you play as his Native American son. Okay. Um, I won't go too deep into that, just because I'll save you from spoilers, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'd appreciate that. After three, you get into Black Flag, which Black Flag you play as Edward Kenway, which is the f- the first protagonist of the third game of Assassin's Creed Three's father. It's starting to get really convoluted. Assassin's Creed 3 is an okay Assassin's game, but a really, really good pirate game. Because it's all about pirates and naval battles and being a pirate. It's amazing. Wait, I that's Assassin's Creed 3? No, that's yep. 4. Th- no, that's Black Flag. Oh my god, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay, the game, r- the game right after Assassin's Creed 3 was Black Flag. Okay. The game right after Assassin's Creed 3 was Black Flag. Correct. Which also had one of my favorite DLCs ever called Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, which okay. takes place before, which is all about you're a black a assassin who is one of the dopest assassins ever, and you free slaves. That's your whole goal. Hey. It's dope as shit. The trailer is still great. Okay. All right. Which I'll, yeah. I'll show you the trailer after this. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. I want to look it up because I might, I might dabble. You know, I'm hopefully gonna have a lot more free time here coming up. Yeah, got a lot go. of life changes going on. Um, 
Then there's, uh, and then you have, God, Rogue, which Rogue, it basically has the exact same kind of mechanics as Black Flag. You play as an assassin that turns into a Templar. Okay. Um, that game oh. is weird because you actually go back and kill assassins that you've like you've grown to like, oh, like through dude. the previous games, and yeah. you actually kill them later, and you're like, "Whoa, seals wrong." See that? I feel like now they're that's a little too that's a little too much. Like, why wouldn't you stick to the main? side and like you'd stick to the good guys it, it worked pretty well it was good at yeah. giving you another perspective i mean all right it's it's through a bunch of people's demand of like so the thing is the ideology of templars isn't wrong to some people mm-hmm. like peace through order like some people genuinely see the see that excuse me that that's the solution um and he play you play as someone who was believing in the in the creed and then was swayed into believing in the templars and you you get you actually get the perspective of like oh this is he's not a bad guy like the templars yeah. aren't exclusively like evil people like yeah of course they end up making a lot of them villains so that way you are you have more of a of a want to kill them mm-hmm. but when you play as you know as this guy um in rogue you're like oh like the, he's not a bad guy at all in his eyes the assassins are the ones that are doing bad things yeah i mean i guess that could be pretty intriguing um what is after rogue though unity Hey, I thought it was coming up. Okay, I've played this one. Mm-hmm. I know so what's Unity, going on. Unity was a big shift in graphics because this is this was well at the time was new gen. So this is when we went from the 360 to the Xbox One, um, and the PS3 uh, to the PS4. Uh, so this was a giant leap in graphical quality. That being said, their engine wasn't quite ready for it. It's one of the glitchiest games to have come out at that time and it it ruined the sales uh really? for the for the series yeah so the way that the the sales worked the way that like the the outlook of the games was was um assassin's creed one yay so like it went up 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 down and up and for ever since then it's been up and down up and down basically mm-hmm. it went uh it was it was going up and then we got to revelations and it kind of stayed flat and then three made it dip the black flag made it go up again. Then you get to uh, Rogue, and it dips down again. And then Unity made it tank. Okay, I have a question for you, though. In Rogue or Black Flag or even Assassin's Creed 3, like, you remember how in Assassin's Creed 1 and even 2, you didn't really, like, you didn't get a choice of weapons? Right, like you, when whenever you got a weapon, it would be like a a, a bonus or a power up, if you will. But right. like, I, at what point did they switch to the style where you could have multiple different weapons? Like I know in Unity, you could have clubs oh, or swords. Like, or... So that's Creed Two. Are you sure? Yeah, that they did that in Two, where you could have, yeah. where you could like have an inventory full of weapons. Yeah. 
Hmm, I don't remember that at all. Well, like, okay. you could change it between, like, having your sword, or you can just use your fists, or you can just use your hidden blades mm. to fight. Um, but usually you got to choose between, like, you had to go to the store and choose, do you want to have a sword? Do you want to have a hammer? Do you want to have, like, a, something heavy? Like, what do uh, you want? But okay. you can't carry around, like, all of them. So okay. they never did that. They started yeah. adding way more varieties. Like in Assassin's Creed 3, you got um, my personal favorite weapon of all the Assassin's games, which was the Tomahawk, um, which I use just as a martial weapon. You don't throw it. Um, but it is outstanding and so much fun to use. Okay. Um, but that's when it also introduced like the rope dart and uh, stuff like that, where you can where you throw out this dart that has a rope on it. And then you can pull people towards you. If you're Get over a, here. If you're, yeah, very Scorpion style. Mm-hmm. And if you're on a ledge, though, this is fucked. If you're on a ledge, physics be damned, this wouldn't work this way. But you can, like, like let's say you're on, like, a street sign or you're mm-hmm. on a tree branch. You can rope someone behind you, jump off, and then hang them. <laughs> like, stuff like that. It was dope. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, you got, like, dual cutlasses that you could use. Um, which, if you unlocked a certain specific set of swords, you could get the pistol guns. <laughs> or pistol swords, I mean. Pistol swords. Which were literally pistols implemented into swords. Which, they didn't really do anything mm-hmm. um, other than make really cool killing animations. Like, for example, you could stab someone and then shoot them while you stab them. Uh, and so that was a <laughs> lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, Freedom Cry, you got like a mach- machete and a blunderbuss, which that was a ton of fun. Yeah. Um. Okay. What did overall? What did you think about Unity? I remember I played Unity. I don't think I beat it though, simply because it was such a massive game. Um. There was I mean, so it, many things I felt like you could have done. It's, it took it's forever. No, it wasn't really. It didn't really feel any bigger than the other games. Um. To me, but. I, it was really pretty. I'll put it, I'll mm-hmm. leave it at that. That's the biggest compliment I can give it is that it was gorgeous. I love the French Revolution. So it mm-hmm. was cool playing around in that time period. I thought the outfits were really cool. The swords were really cool. The gameplay sucked. Like the yeah. sword play was god awful. They wanted to make it more challenging because the previous games were uh, like from. Pretty much Assassin's Creed Revelation and onward, it was very Arkham style, where you, if you're skilled enough and you press the parry button early enough, you will go through an entire fight without taking a single hit. Mm-hmm. And because that's where like you have like ten people surrounding you, and eat, they all take one, they all take turns, they hit you one at a time, and uh, you can chain your attacks together, and you if you just parry all of them, you can kill them all very easily. Yeah, um, I remember so, that. Yeah, so it was very Arkham style, and I loved it. It made me feel badass, and I didn't necessarily. There were parts that were very challenging, especially when you threw in different types of enemies. Um, but I didn't need it to be super hard. I j- I wanted to feel like a badass, or else it wasn't really mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed for me. And yeah. I hated hated doing any sort of fighting in that game. I always just threw down a smoke bomb, and, and I was so cheap in that game. If ever I got an open <laughs> combat, I would throw down a smoke bomb, and I would stab everyone. That's the only <laughs> thing I would do. 
because <laughs> and it was just because it was so busted the yeah. gameplay was and uh then there was uh, the story was forgettable like right was, i don't really remember anything from the story i i, I, I know that i played little, most of the game but it's basically you play as this really boring guy who is joins the assassins for no real reason and uh his girlfriend is a templar that's about it like that's yeah. the basis of like the the conflict um and then there's like another piece of eden this time you're finding a sword it was like the sword of eden or whatever okay but okay. mediocre unity tanked assassin's creed's reputations it, it it made it like people said the series was dead after a unity then they came out with syndicate uh, which syndicate was fantastic Every, people that played it loved it but that's the problem the people that played it um because it was a really good game but no one bought it because of how bad mm. unity was um, which that game was cool. You play, uh, it's, it's industrial revolution, London. Um, and so everyone, you got a cockney accent and then you got uh, the top hats and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you run into people like Charles Dickens and stuff like that. Uh, which every game you run into historical figures like Assassin's Creed three, you meet George Washington, Ben Franklin, all those kind of people in, uh, I mean, in Assassin's Creed brotherhood and two and brotherhood for crying out loud, uh, Da Vinci is yeah, your you meet Da Vinci. Da Vinci is your gadgets guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he like makes like, you all your cool stuff. Yeah. He makes you every, he gives you like a, he gives you something to fly around for a little bit. He gives you a wrist mounted gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I know it's wild. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to mention this in Assassin's Creed Revelation. There, uh, when you were playing as Altair, uh, you actually have to kill someone who betrays you. It was like one of your Brotherhood members who betrayed you and okay. took over the Brotherhood for a while. So he has the Apple of Eden, and he's like, "I have unlocked its secrets. It's showing me the future." And he's like, and the other guy's like, "Nuh-uh." And mm-hmm. you know the wrist-mounted gun that you get in, like, 2 and Brotherhood? Mm-hmm. Fucking Altair has that all of a sudden because he looked through it. He saw it through the Apple of Eden, and he made one. <laughs> so, literally, the end of that game, Altair's trump card is... Because this is, is, like, old school. You know, it's, like, medieval yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, They don't have gunpowder. So, <laughs> he's, like... He, his trump card and how he kills this guy is, like, oh, yeah? Bang! <laughs> Just shoots him with a gun. It's the equivalent of like the Indiana Jones scene where they're when they had that guy pulling out the sword tricks and Indiana Jones just shoots him. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was. It, I was like, wow, you that. really just won with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, man. Yeah. Okay, Syndic- but Syndicate was that? I mean, what happened in that game? So that one was of? really cool. Yeah, you play as twins, the the Fry okay. twins. There was Jacob and Evie Fry. They each had their strengths and weaknesses. Jacob was much more brash. He was uh, really good at hand-to-hand combat, and he was very charismatic. Evie was uh, very calculated, very stealthy, wanted to get everything done quietly. Um, but they worked really well together. Um they take down a big Templar baddie. Um, but the coolest part of that was there was... Because, like, a lot of games, open world especially now, they have this open world where every you have to go through section by section. 
mm-hmm. and like take out take out a tower or whatever or take out a mini boss. A boss yeah. yeah. Yeah, to 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 take over that section of uh of uh and especially in Ubisoft games. Ubisoft loves that formula mm-hmm. for some reason. Like it's in all the Far Cry games, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um the but in, in Syndicate, they did it right, where the reason you're doing that is because you're creating it. You created a gang called the Rooks, and you're taking on this rival gang that the Templars made. So now it makes sense why there are sections. It's because these territories are ruled by gangs, and so your gang is taking over. It actually makes sense in that way. Yeah. And so that yeah, made I it way more that. fun. Um, okay. But... Uh, they uh they actually have a really good DLC for Syndicate as well called Jack the Ripper where mm-hmm. literally it's Jack the Ripper you know famous serial killer that no one knew who they were from that period mm-hmm. who you know killed prostitutes but the plot Hot. of this is that this was a kid that Evie and Jacob took in and tried to train as a assassin Oh, and there are actual parts. So, like, it takes place in the future where they're all old mm-hmm. and shit. There were two DLCs for it, um, but that was the first DLC. That one was awesome, especially when you actually played as Jack the Ripper, and you just got. They basically just opened up an area, and they were like, "Kill everyone." <laughs> you're like, oh. um, like what? And <laughs> there are literal like words popping up on the screen, like kill, like hatred, like it's supposed to be like the voices in his head, and yeah. it was crazy. Oh, He's awesome. super. He looks super scary. Um, like I'll pull up a picture here. Um, AC Syndicate Jack the Ripper. Show me what you got. Ooh, what? So, yeah, that's how you play as. You play as, like, this dapper dude with, like, a sack mask over him, and he looks terrifying. Yeah, it's like Scarecrow, the Batman villain, was put into, um, like, that time period in London. This is when I really started to... Because this is when I still used to use a laptop that this Mm -hmm. game came out, and I uh, tried to play it on a laptop. And my computer could not handle it. And so I, I bought it on Steam for nothing. And then I eventually had to play it on Xbox. And then when I finally got this current gaming PC, I was finally able to play it again. <laughs> hey. Um, and then they had another DLC. Or I don't even remember if it was DLC. I think it was just like an extra part of the game they added later. Mm-hmm. Where you play as Jacob and Evie's... Uh, or I think it was Eve. Evie's, no, it was Jacob's. It was Jacob's granddaughter. And it took place in World War One. Oh. So there's full okay. on like machine guns and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was it was the first it was the closest we ever got to like how a full on Assassin's Creed game would work in modern day. Mm-hmm. Other than the bits and pieces that you got to play in uh Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and stuff like that, where you are playing as Desmond running around using his newfound skills but you mm. didn't really fight anyone you didn't really fight machine guns and all that kind yeah. of stuff yeah so it was it is that least... i was gonna say is that the like the 
furthest into present time that Assassin's Creed have gone in terms of combat, right? Because throughout this whole game, this whole series, there's like the overarching like current day plot against the Templars. But I'm talking about like when you actually play as an assassin. Like when that... you're when you're technically still going back in time, but yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. You actually okay. like meet Winston Churchill and stuff like that. Ooh. <laughs> it's 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 really weird. It's so it's an interesting dive and it kind of worked. It didn't really give you much time in that area. Uh but after Syndicate, you had the the revamp. So this is the game that re- revived the entire series and that's Assassin's Creed Origins. I played this one. I did not finish it because it was such a massive game, but I, it was it's great. Yeah, It is a huge game. Um, it is a gorgeous game. It is a phenomenal game. It really is great. I um, played it I played it recently. I played it like two years ago. I, I still remember it. Assassin's Creed, yeah. It was, it, it, it was also the furthest back that they have gone before. So it, it took place in ancient Egypt. And just like the name states, it is the origin of the Assassin's Creed. Um, so the the Assassins, uh, this is the birth of the Assassins, which, first of all, has the best voice actor in any of the Assassin's Creed games, um, which I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's the person that plays Bayek of Siwa, who you play as during Assassin's Creed Origins. He mm. is a he is a a man avenging his son's death. Uh, oh yeah, is a very emotional scene. Um, even more so if you have any kids or anything like that. Uh, it, uh, but you see the death of of Bayek's son, and you have you vengeance on uh, those who caused it. And through this game, you meet amazing, influential people like you know you got Cleopatra, you got Caesar, you've got. You know, different people like that. Mm-hmm. You got a uh, uh, what's his name? Hippotep? Is that his name? <sighs> King Tutankhamun, maybe I don't know. Nope, that's the was... only guy I know. Oh, um, and then after that was which this the the next game that came out was actually being developed at the same time. So Assassin's Creed Origins came out because everyone said, "Hey, guys." Stop coming out with new games every year. Yeah, we want we want quality over quantity. I also I feel like I want to take a pause and bring up something about Origins specifically that it did, um, that I think was totally awesome. So Assassin's Creed Origins had this specific mode that was um, just for educational purposes. Mm-hmm. Right, and it was something that um, teachers could show students in classrooms, um, and it would be an accurate representation of what life was like during like fifty BCE in Egypt. Right, and you actually like played like you walked around the city and you saw different things happening, and it was like super accurate. And I remember that being praised and like appreciated. By a yeah. lot of people. Well, like, yeah, because like Assassin's Creed games have always uh, 
like whenever you pass by an iconic place, like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, if you walked by the Roman Colosseum for the first time, you would get an option that says pull up your codex and it's be an actual piece of history about the Colosseum. So you can walk yeah. by these famous places and it'll tell you what they was what they were in actual reality. Um and then it was super They're cool. Very, and then this is like all this, the Assassin's Creed games are very history eccentric. Eccentric yeah. now, history centric. Yeah. They so. they like history a lot. Yes, they, they're yeah. they're not always historically accurate, but they're historic adjacent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that historic adjacent. Like you know uh, the famous killing of Caesar, you know the Etu Brute and like all that mm-hmm. kind of like the famous play made after it. Mm-hmm. So the end of Assassin's Creed Origins near the end, you you take part in that assassination. Like, and so hey. it's like a lot of these actual historical events that you have a big part to do with. Um, and that's what that's been the case for almost all the Assassin's Creed games. Um, and then they got to Odyssey. I have a huge problem with Odyssey. I hate Odyssey. It's way bigger than Origins. Like this is the first game that I was like, this is too much to do. But this is when they started getting way too into, like, magic and you don't even play as an assassin. Like, you, the, the creed isn't there. You play as, like, what came before the assassins and the Templars. And I'm like, well, it's not. Yeah. And, and also you play as a Greek warrior who, and you're, you're, you are, you do these large scale battles. You're not a you're not a, a assassin anymore. You're a warrior. Um, it 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 just lost what Assassin's Creed was about. It was about you know Assassin's Creed is all about uh, making the, change from the shadows. I remember unseen. watching gameplay for this um, and thinking to myself that it wasn't Assassin's Creed. It was like they just took all the game mechanics. And they just reskinned it, and they probably should have called it something else. I I didn't like it at all. Like, yeah. it, and this, and especially later on in the DLC for it. Oh my god, did I have a huge problem in the DLC? You actually go to Olympus and you see like Zeus, Poseidon, and all this kind of stuff, and you have to. Oh my gosh! And it turns out that they're not actually gods. They are actually just living people that are were the of the civilization that came before men and it but it gets way too into like the magical and the mythical which origins touched on that a little bit through some extra content where you got to like fight anubis and stuff like that but this was the first time where it was plot centric where there was more magic and extra stuff involved because the for in comparison even though there was always that kind of uh before being stuff on in the previous games mm-hmm. the historical stuff and the more practical stuff came in the was in the forefront you had the option if you wanted to pay attention to all that other stuff now it was becoming much more like no there's magic and this it, magic is actually just this really advanced technology from the previous civilization that lived before and i'm just like dude i just want to stab people <laughs> like that's it, all i want to do is i just got stab people. it got to be way too much i will say this this game does look very pretty though yeah they're they're really pretty games don't get me wrong mm-hmm. um 
And then it also started, and this happens in the most recent game too. I have a huge problem with this. By default, assassinations don't kill your target immediately anymore. Like, you have to level up your assassination level, because now it's way more RPG. You have, like, a stealth yeah. tree and a warrior tree and, a, and all that, and a hunting tree, and, like, you had these little different skill trees. And you had to level up your assassination enough in order to be able to one-shot kill people, which I thought was bullshit, because no matter, in the original games, no matter how tough you were, and this was part of my strategy. Like, I, if you were the toughest person on the field that I saw, before I got into combat, I would try to get up high and stealth attack you. I would try to do the hidden blade, you know, stealth kill. Yeah, where you jump down on them. Right. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but I don't think I need to level up myself in order. Because, Jordan, if you were level 20 and I was level 2, do you, don't you still think that if I stabbed you in the fucking neck... That you would probably die. Be more particular. They weren't just stabbing in the neck. They were aiming for the jugular every yeah, time. Yeah, no, yeah. They they were they were doing it to kill. But like, yes. it didn't matter. Like, if, if no, you, that's ridiculous. I did not know that. That you is had to actually really go dumb. to your settings and you could turn that off, which I liked. I liked that you had the option. But they, it says in parentheses, like, um, if you turn it off and you insta-kill, then you're not playing it the way the developers intended. I'm like, well, the way you intended it was stupid. Yeah, it was wrong. <laughs> yeah. They, they just started making it too much. They try to be an RPG. They try to be everything else. This is where Ubisoft yeah. ha- I have a really big problem with Ubisoft, is that they have a formula now with all of their games. With mm-hmm. Far Cry, with Assassin's Creed, they 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 it have is very to copy have and paste. This, it is very like you have to attack this tower or this base, and uh, Far Cry and, is just like that. I yeah, mean, exactly. Perfectly and, and like you, that. And you take over sections of the map at a time. And if you go to this area, it's technically all open world. But if you go to this area too early, then they're all really high level. And yeah. You you get new gear all the time, and it's just they have it just a horrible formula. Um, gear is something that is I feel like very difficult to do right because you want to give enough gear to where you feel like people have options, but you also don't want to give gear so often that people feel like, oh, this cool thing doesn't even matter because in two missions I'm gonna get a better one. Valhalla did it right. Yeah. Valhalla did it right. Valhalla was the most recent game to come out. First of all, it's not even an Assassin's game. You do not play as an Assassin. You don't play as a precursor to Assassin. You play as someone who is friends with an Assassin, and you they give you a hidden blade. That is as far as into the Assassins that it goes. That's pretty much it. That's kind of whack, but okay. Yeah, but you're still like killing the temp, the quote-unquote Templars. Um, but okay. it's, it's stupid. Um... I remember hearing the gameplay is great, though. It's great. So yeah. I am also a sucker for Viking culture. I love Viking stuff. And uh, so they did gear right, where they do give you gear, or you can find it through chests. But, they, for example, at the very beginning, they give you an axe, and they give you some basic armor. Thing is, you are not going to get another axe like that. You are not going to get another set of armor with similar like perks as that one does because you have an upgrade system that is very simple. So it's not overcomplicated where you have different things you can upgrade. It's just, do you have enough materials? Okay. We'll bump it up to the next tier. 
do you have enough materials for that one? Oh, we'll bump it up to the next tier. I and really so like that. You're just given you have to you have to do a little bit of grinding, not too much grinding, to get these materials, and you can eventually max out your gear. My character, when I beat the game, was using the same axe and armor that I technically had at the beginning, but they were just maxed out in the upgrades. Oh. And so, but they gave you different types of weapons to keep things fresh. So, like, they yeah. give you an axe at the beginning, and then later they give you this great sword, and then later you can get a flail. Which is just like the stick with a giant ball and chain. Yeah. Um, and you can dual wield, and you can dual wield however you want, which I loved. For example, you can dual wield shields. <laughs> just you could dual wield people shields. with two shields. Oh, it's the best! <laughs> it's the best. That and is there's like awesome. unique animations for every kind of play style, and they did the. And my biggest problem was the actual. Like, granted, the story was super cool. But it was way too in the magic and the magnificent. Like, do you do, are you gonna play Valhalla? Um, I might at some point. Um, which I feel like it, what's holding me back is basically our like final question about everything. Is I don't think it's worth sixty dollars. I haven't played it, mm-hmm. but uh, I yeah, I just don't know if it's I can worth give that you much a money. big spoiler, which is one of my biggest gripes. Okay, I mean, just do it. It'll be okay. Um, Big spoiler, this is a recent game, big spoiler here, end of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You find out that you and all of your like main people in your group are mm-hmm. reincarnations. So your character is the reincarnation of Odin. You and then there are like different people that are reincarnations of Loki and like and like yeah, you are re- like one of the, someone's a reincarnation of Thor. You're like, "Oh, okay." What? Yeah, out of fucking nowhere, it is revealed yeah. to you that you technically are... So, like, you keep going back and forth, and there are times where you go to Valhalla, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, sorry, Asgard, and you play as Odin. <laughs> and it, it's revealed at the end of that timeline that there, that Ragnarok was coming, but then they did this spell that will make it so that they will come back at later. Okay. And so you find out, like, oh, I am Odin. <laughs> but it's just my, it's just a new, like, it's such, it's so weird. Yeah. It had, like, oh, my God, it's weird. It is, and it's. I mean, maybe they just feel like they've done everything that they can do. There's a lot of unnecessary twists. Yeah. Um, But they're cool twists. Like, my mind was fucking blown. But that's because I was like, why are we going to this world? Like, why (laughs) are are we we dipping in? Exactly. I was like, do you remember when we used to just like, oh, yeah, back then. And then they, you know, he killed a king. And and now it's like, you are reincarnation of Odin. And you're fighting (laughs) the reincarnation of Loki. Who, it's like, what is happening? Yeah, you're like, what now? Yeah, no, it's just not grounded in reality at all anymore. Yeah. And I have such a huge gripe with it. No, I could definitely see that being kind of annoying because that's what drew me into the original ones was that it was somewhat grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. The, the farther they go, they, they have to, they, they keep trying to up the ante and make it more and more of a spectacle. But I'm like, mm-hmm. first of all, they're getting further and further away from being about assassins. Like, you could not get less assassiny by going to Vikings. 
I mean, I don't know. How about just a middle-aged white dude in a grocery store? Right. <laughs> no, uh, I like that. Let's just do make that happen. Yeah, it's um, going to be the next Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Bert. <laughs> Where you play is Bert. <laughs> it's just... It's just him struggling to get his own groceries, but he's really nice. And so he, other people will be like, do you want me to grab that for you? And he's like, no, I can do it. Thank you. And, and at like, the end, you find out it's actually just a really old Burt Kreischer. No, yeah. <laughs> well, at the end of that, you find out that he's Poseidon in, uh, in old man <laughs> form. And they're at the, the godly grocery oh. store. I don't know. But, That's uh, awesome. I, I don't know. I... I don't love the series anymore. Yeah, the main I don't. The reason either. I wanted to play Valhalla is because I was like, I, there was no part of me when Valhalla came out that I was like, yay, Assassin's Creed. I was just like, yeah, Vikings. Hey, we need more Viking games. Yeah, and, and, I feel and, like well, maybe that's why they did that because no one really gets excited when they hear Assassin's Creed, but they might get excited when they hear Vikings. Well, I only, it's not because I'm overexposed to Assassin's Creed. It, I'm, I have a gripe. I'm, I'm not excited about it because they suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, they, they do just get kind of repetitive and boring after a while. But Ubisoft, Ubisoft became a bigger and bigger company. And because of that, it, it became more about making money and making sure yeah. that they're ticking all the boxes. They they can't release a game unless they tick all their boxes. It's got to have sections. It, beca- it's have it became towers. a corporate machine. Exactly. And yeah. I... I'm also really tired of them really putting out amazing trailers or games. Because it always gets me hyped and then I'm always disappointed. Yeah. They have amazing trailers every Do time. They? Okay. Oh, all right. I'll show you two trailers when we're done with this. Okay. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. I liked Valhalla. Um, yeah. I 100 percent of it. And first of all, you do get some cool stuff in there. And, and even though it's getting further from reality, you always can get these like Easter egg things that are not canon in almost all the Assassin's Creed games, that are like, you know, something alien or something godly. Uh, like one of my favorite things that you can get in Valhalla is you can get Thor's armor and Mjolnir. That's awesome. You can only get it by 100%ing the game pretty much. But mainly by, you, you have to have killed every single Templar in the game Mm -hmm. and collected all of Thor's armor, which is really hard to do. And then you can go to this really isolated area high up in the mountains and pick up Thor's hammer. You know what? I uh, think... Uh, Assassin's Creed is really missing, and that if you added to, be really good. I realize I just cut you off, but I had a thought earlier. I feel like they need a multiplayer. They need there like a. Was. There needs to be a uh, an Assassin's Creed that's co op focused, but also has like an in depth multiplayer experience. So the the old multiplayer for Assassin's Creed used to be awesome. I loved it. Then there was. So the, the old school Assassin's Creed, like for Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, for example, which is where I I played the crap out of it, my favorite game mode was basically where uh, there were like one or two assassins and everyone else was dressed as an NPC. It was like prop hunt, but with NPCs instead of items. And so you had to act like an NPC and walk <laughs> with NPCs. 
Yeah. And uh, if the assassins, I think, killed like three people that weren't you or weren't a player, then they lose. And okay. I think there's also a time limit. Um, but kind of like prop hunt, you can like if you get found, you can do a smoke bomb real quick. But if you're like sprinting, you know, then you're gonna be found. Yeah. And so you needed to act like an NPC, and that was so much fun. It was I literally just that prop hunt cool. with NPCs. Um, and then there was, but then later, Assassin's Creed Unity tried to do a thing where you could join, like whenever you started a mission. You could choose to do it online or offline. I remember that now. Okay, yeah. But the the prop there were two big problems. One of them was there was horrible lag in in that. Like uh, it was, it ran terribly. Yeah. The second issue was even if you got it to run right well, unless you had a specific group or a specific friend, mm-hmm. no one is going to work together. Like when I heard Assassin's Creed multiplayer, I was like, hell yes. But I didn't have any friends to play that with. Yeah. And so if I tried to do multiplayer, everyone just sprinted in and would start fighting. Yeah. Where if you and I played that together, I would be like, okay, we're going to go stealthy. I'm going to go mm-hmm. on the left. You're going to go on the right. And we'll take people down together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that would <laughs> that that sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds really fun. I think that if per game they can make different modes that would suit the games pretty well. Like in Valhalla, I think it would be cool if you had, uh, like you could team up for raids, like maybe one person defends and the other person attacks. Or, um, you know, something along those lines. I think that would be kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what they could do. I, I do like that they, so you want to know how horrible their microtransactions got, by the way? Is it bad? I mean, it's Ubisoft, so it's got to be bad. It's bad. So there were some things that I was like, okay, that's not too bad. One, some of them were like really, really cool armors and really, really cool weapons, which granted, okay. like if you got them in the beginning of the game, they would have like the best stats in the game. But then mm-hmm. if you got if you bought them late game, though, or you brought them with you late game, they weren't really that great. You know, you the stuff you had could beat it, which was nice. Mm-hmm. But... They gave you boosters, which I have a huge problem. This is how microtransactions get you in single-player games, which is, hey, if you pay $5, you can have a temporary XP boost that boosts your XP by 50% for three hours. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, that's like... that just should be something how, that you get for free, like a random think, drop. Think about how big of a ripoff that is. Five, mm. Spending real money to get a boost in game that is temporary. Yeah. That is Yeah, that's kind of a horrible. ripoff. That yeah, is I mean, horrible. Call of Duty is bad, but Call of Duty gives you those for free. Yeah, it, it drove me insane. But, uh, yeah. It, it wouldn't it wouldn't be as bad if they didn't shove the store in your face whenever they could, because like the store was always its own tab, and it would be fine if they didn't advertise it every time you went to your goddamn menu and you just got a pop up that was like, <laughs> hey, you want to go to the store? Yeah. Hey, you want to buy some stuff? Yeah. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't I I wouldn't have half the problem I do <laughs> with it if it didn't shove it in my face. But since it mm-hmm. does, I'm like, dude, I hate you in your store. Oh man. I don't know. Ubisoft just, needs to work out their shit. Yeah. 
Justin, I will say um, I'm very excited for upcoming games for us to play together because yes. I feel like Sea of Thieves has gotten a little stale lately. Um, I mean, it's still fun, but uh, you know, it's it's been a little stale. And I've I've been taking a break just because yeah. I don't want to get burned out, and I probably will get yeah. back into it here pretty soon. Yeah, but um, Back for Blood is coming out soon. I'm sure we'll uh-huh. play that together. Dying Light um, 2. Dying Light 2. I'm sure we'll play a fuck ton of that together. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm very I, excited. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be really good to kind of catch this podcast up on, mm-hmm. and, and, and start talking about more modern games. There were a couple right. of games that I wanted to possibly play uh, just to do on the podcast. Like there was this new one called Chernobylite that came out. Um, which is a first-person shooter. Uh, it was. It's kind of a post-apocalyptic. It's a survival horror game. Okay. But it's open world, and it takes place in Chernobyl. Um, there's like mutated creatures and Ooh. Uh, stuff like that. It looks really cool. And I think have you ever played any of the metro uh, the the uh, metro nope. games? I know what you're talking about. No, I never played them. Oh man, those are good too. Yeah. Metro Exodus and stuff like that. Those are great games. Okay. All right. All right. But uh, well, what is what? You, why do you like Assassin's Creed? I like Assassin's Creed because of the the history, and then the um, history is going to be the first thing that really draws me in. But then it's also going to be like the gameplay mechanic, um, especially like the diving off of stuff and the assassinations. Those specifically stand out to me. And those are very fun, and like the ability to be stealthy, I really like those those aspects of Assassin's Creed. Where do you want Assassin's Creed to go? That they haven't yet, like a time in history. Uh huh. Hmm. I feel like they've gone everywhere. Um. You know what? No, I would like to see an Assassin's Creed that is like um, based around the JFK assassination. I think that would be incredibly interesting. Just like a Give totally modern day with yeah, games. yeah, some something a little a little bit more modern, yeah. But they like have this. they're called the mafia games. <laughs> uh, um, I, I see what you mean. I, yeah. I the main place I want to see them go is ancient Asia, whether that be ancient China or ancient Japan. They but didn't they do yet. that in one of the games? No. Well, they did it in one of the Chronicles games, but that doesn't really no. count. No, it doesn't count. Okay. Yeah, okay. I could see that. Yeah, I, I think it's prime for it, you know? I mean, we, it's about yeah. time we get a ninja. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would be so cool. I also think a cool one they could do would be like an Ottoman Empire type of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I could see I, that. I could see, I could see it work really well. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I just, I just wish that I miss it the way it was. I don't really like where Assassin's Creed is now because it's not really yeah. about assassins. It's not anymore. It's just, it's just the it's way just the road a formula. It's yeah. just a formula, and luckily, they they are listening to some things. You know, like Valhalla was definitely a big step up from Odyssey, um, but it was, you know, it it's. There's too much in these individual games to really go into a bunch of them. So, I mean, if you guys like like Assassin's Creed and you guys want us to talk a little bit more about them, because granted, today has just been us talking about the history of it. Mm-hmm. And 
or me talking about the history of it and uh, and what we liked and didn't like about different games and our personal experiences overall. But if you guys want to hear more about individual games, like tell let us know. Um, you know, tweet at us or uh, let us know in the comments of YouTube, and uh, we'll we'll listen and we'll we'll make a whole episode about your favorite Assassin's Creed game. Um, you know, going forward with the new with any new Assassin's Creed coming out. Uh, I'll we'll we'll do full episodes about those too. Sure, um, absolutely. This this is basically us just kind of catching up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I don't know, Jordan. Do you want to leave the 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 lovelies on any other kind of note? No, I mean you know, um, this was a this was a good trip down oh. memory lane. There's a <laughs> lot of really good. <laughs> I forgot. Thanks, guys, for a hundred listeners. A hundred, yes, we have a hundred listeners. We got over a hundred listeners on Spotify now. Oh my god, that's awesome! I that didn't even exciting. mention it. Holy crap! I know. Yeah, a little late now, but yeah, thanks for a hundred listeners. Yeah, no, it happened like a week ago, but we were stoked. That was mm-hmm. our first goal, so yeah, we made it. So we want we here we in the big times. <laughs> now we want more. <laughs> give us more um but yeah i mean you know reach out to us on all of our socials at avp casting um i don't know other than that i think we're all good justin put your nips away i'm just so excited <laughs> oh my god but uh yeah thanks for guys so much for listening we appreciate it uh if you want us to talk let us know about your favorite assassin's creed games what were your favorite parts about it do you like where the series is now do you do you like what it was before you know what, what are your favorite protagonists you know there's a lot to talk about with assassin's creed so talk about it with us let us know your opinions uh but jordan anything else no thanks for listening bye guys bye everyone